Blog Talk Radio. And all who are thirsty, and all who are weak, come to the fountain, and if you have Yeah. 
Cries out to 
the meaning of it all. He's holding the laughter or the stars in the heavens. Close as a heartbeat or some kind of relief. Someday she'll trust him and learn how to see him. Someday he'll call her and she will come running and fall in his arms and the tears will fall down and she'll breathe. I want to
welcome back to Prayer International Radio. It's about 11 o'clock Central Standard Time. Just taking some time to worship the Lord as usual. I just want to thank everybody in the chat room tonight, all of you that are faithful listeners, praying for us, standing with us, getting involved in the chat room, you know, just carrying on conversation, ministry, and whatever else is going on. So we just want to thank you guys and girls for uh, your participation and your support. If you're just tuning in, you can check us out. We're on the web at www.prayerinternational.org. Also, you can call in at 619-638-8458. And as always, you can try to email us. Uh, We've switched up our email address. We're at prayer at prayerinternational.org. Well, just wanted to start the night off praying, lifting up the name of the Lord, and of course, if there's any prayer requests, any special needs anyone has, feel free to put those in the chat room, and we will lift those up throughout the night. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, we just give you praise. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, and we thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. Lord, you are pouring out your spirit throughout the earth. Father, you are covering the earth with your glory like the waters cover the sea, Lord. And Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you're touching hearts tonight. You're touching minds, touching bodies. Lord, that you are blessing every man, every woman, and even those that are children, teenagers listening. Father, whether it be through the internet or over the phone or archive, however it is, Father, we pray, Lord, that your spirit would go out to them, Father, that you would encounter them, that they would experience your presence, they would experience your love. Father, you would set them free by the power of the name of Jesus and the freedom that is in that name. Lord God, tonight we just say it's for your glory, Lord. It's for your honor. It's for your praise that we do this, Lord. And we just join with our brothers and sisters tonight. And we say, come, kingdom of God. Come, will of God be done. Come, kingdom of God, Lord. Come into the earth and establish your kingdom. Establish your throne. Establish your government here, Lord. Let the kingdoms of the world become the kingdoms of our God. And we just thank you, Father, that you reign victorious. You are ruling and reigning throughout the earth, that you're setting up your kingdom in the earth, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And Father, we pray, Lord, that you would reveal truth to the hearers, Lord. Give them eyes to see. Give them ears to hear. Give them that heavenly perspective, that heavenly view, where they can see things as you see them, where they can feel and experience things in the same manner that you feel and experience things, Lord. Just download your expression, Lord. Download your love. Download your character into the hearts and the minds of every man and woman tonight, Lord. And we just thank you, Father. It's in your Son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, you know, there's a lot of transition going on. And, uh, 
you know, personally, my wife and I are in the middle of a move again. I know it was about 10 months ago we were in this process. And here we are again, just packing things up and getting things ready to transition. And uh, many of you have gone through a lot of changes, a lot of transition this year. And you know one thing about God is that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And although seasons change, there's one consistency you can count on, and that God is faithful. You know, he is faithful to complete the work that he started in you. He's faithful to keep his word. He's faithful to keep his appointments. He is faithful to do just exactly what he says he will do in the lives of his people. So if you're a son or daughter of the Most High God tonight, that's one thing you can rest in. You can take a deep breath and rest and relax and know that no matter what things are looking like in the natural, no matter what circumstance or situation you're facing, that God will get you through it. God will take care of things. You know, sometimes in our life he is the provider. Sometimes in our life he's the healer. And sometimes in our life he's the resurrection And, you know, depending on what situation you're in, you may be experiencing great abundance and great provision, and you may know God is the provider. You may have gone through difficult times and had things fall apart in your life and and have to know God is the healer or as the restorer or the reconciler or the one who puts things back together. And for some of you, it feels like total death feels like things have gotten so bad that you've had to die to your dreams, your jobs, your ministries, your relationships, whatever it is. But listen, Jesus promises not only is he a healer, but he's the resurrection and the life. You know, the Bible says unless a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it cannot bear fruit. And we need to realize that sometimes in our lives, God allows us to experience Uh, not necessarily a physical death, but an emotional or a spiritual or a circumstantial death in our lives where he can come through and he can be the resurrection. And when he's the resurrection, it's only he, it's only Jesus, it's only the Father that gets the glory. It's only him. He's the only one. And so whatever you're facing, whatever you're looking at in the natural, whatever financial, relational health, uh, occupational, whatever situation you're going through, trust the Lord with it and realize that he's a multifaceted God. He wants to be your all in all. If you need healing tonight, he wants to be your healer. If you need provision tonight, he wants to be your provider. If you need a friendship tonight, he wants to be your friend that sticks closer than a brother. Whatever you need, wherever you're at in the the circumstance of life, whatever's going on in your life, 
He wants to be right in the middle of it. He wants to be in the center of it. You know, a lot of times we get so caught up. The Bible says it's the cares of the world that choke out the word of God within us. And sometimes we allow the pressures and the circumstances of life to get so into our minds, so into our everyday life, that Jesus just kind of takes a back seat. We sort of put Jesus on the shelf. And instead of him being the first thing that we do in the morning, having a relationship, spending time with, experiencing his presence and his glory, getting his direction and his leading for our day, sometimes it's the last thing. He's the last person. The last thing we want to do is spend time with God because we are so busy or we're so caught up or we've got so much on our plate. But you know, God wants us to come to a place where we flip the script, where we turn that around and we begin to give him the first fruits of our day. We begin to check with him about how we present our day, how we go about our day, how we handle those situations, whatever we're facing, how we can you know, like the Proverbs say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and then he will direct your path. But a lot of times we don't trust him in those situations because we never look for his advice. We never look for his wise counsel. We never look for what is God speaking and saying in this situation. The Proverbs say there's a man, there's a way that seems right to a man there's a way, a certain way of doing things that seems right to a person, but the end of it leads to death. The end of it's a fruitless doing. And a lot of times we are very idle with our time, with our talents, with our treasure, with everything that we have within us. We spend all of our energy trying to accomplish these medial goals, these fruitless tasks. And many times, God's not even in the midst of it, nor does he approve of it, let alone does he assign it to us as part of our assignment or part of our agenda in life. But we need to begin to seek first the kingdom of God. We need to begin to seek first his righteousness. We need to begin to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. We need to take everything going on in our lives and bring it before him and ask his wisdom, inquire of the Lord. See, he says, call unto me, Jeremiah 33, 3 says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and mighty things that you don't know about. And if there's something you're not sure about in your life, if there's something you're not sure about, that you're facing, you can begin to go to God and ask him. You can begin to pray to the Lord and ask him to show you these great and mighty things that you're not sure of, that you don't know anything about. You see, we have the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit residing within us, living on the inside of us, the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside to lead us and guide us in all truth. 
But many times, the last thing we do is go to God when we're facing a situation. We'll go talk to everybody else. We'll go seek everybody else's advice. We'll go ask everybody else to open up a door or give us an opportunity or provide or do this for us instead of just going to God. And we wonder, and and I'm right there, I wonder, and you've wondered, and all of us have wondered at times, why do things turn out the way that they do? Why do we end up in these situations? And many times, more than not, it's because, first of all, we never inquired of the Lord in the first place. We never sought the Lord in the first place. We never looked to Him for His instructions. We never asked Him for His assignment. We never asked Him, Lord, what would you do? What do you want me to do in this situation, Lord? And most of the time, we bring our our shattered lives and our shattered dreams and our messed up situations to God begging for help when in the first place if we would have just asked of the Lord if we would have just prayed and trusted God in the first place and did things the way the Bible tells us to or do things the way the Holy Spirit leads us in our heart to do we wouldn't have to beg God and ask God and plead to God for all the help Now, I do believe there's times when God puts us in situations so that he can get glory out of it. There's times when God allows things to happen in our lives. Only to point us to him, only to almost force us to go to him. You know, God will get you to pray. God will will stir you to a relationship. If you're a son or daughter of the Most High God, God would use even natural circumstances and situations, good, bad, and ugly, to get you to a place where you're praying, to get you to a place where you're seeking the Lord. And sometimes he'll allow you to push it, and he'll allow it to drag on and go as far as you want to go. And unfortunately, sometimes those situations end up really bad. But see, he's he's God. And he's got more patience than you and I have put together. He's got more time on his hands, in his hands, than you and I could ever imagine. And sometimes he plays the waiting game and he waits it out. See, the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth looking for hearts that are fully his. He's constantly looking to see where your heart is at, to see where your motive is at, to see where your desire is at, to see have you set your affection on things above or have you set your affections on the things of the earth? Are you caught up in the things that are eternal or are you caught up in the things that are temporal? And, you know, sometimes we don't see it right away. And when we're so caught up on the temporal... We're so caught up on the things of the earth where we become these covetous people where we just desire and we want and and this and that. The next thing you know, we're drowning in a sea of it. All the things that we thought we had to have, all the, the things that we thought we had to have our way, 
And the next thing you know, we're overwhelmed by it. And believe me, I'm I'm talking about things in my own life right now. Overwhelmed. Because we, we set our affections on the the temporal instead of the things that are eternal. Overwhelmed because we got so focused on the earthly possessions and the, the things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of the life, whatever it was set before us, and next thing you know, we're overrun by it. Overcome by it, ruined by it, going through things that are just drowning us and squeezing the life of God right out of us. And that's why the Lord says, set your affections on things above. Set your affections on the heavenly things, not on the things below, not on the things of the earth. So God is calling us to a higher place. God is calling us to a narrow path. A narrow focus. He's calling us to himself, where we desire his presence, where we desire his character and his his things, where we desire to See what kind of a deposit we can make into people's lives instead of what kind of deposit we can make into our bank account. See what kind of spiritual things we can acquire throughout our lifetime instead of how many earthly possessions we can lay hold of that consume our time and consume our attention. Amen? Because I'm telling you, when you focus on these things of the earth, you spend your life like trying to keep up with the Joneses and see how much stuff you can have. Believe me, you'll come to a place where that stuff overruns you and drowns you and squeezes the life right out of you and you won't find any pleasure in it anymore. And I'm telling you, my wife and I have experienced this in our own lives with even the blessings of the Lord. Even things God has blessed us with, uh, natural things, where it, it almost becomes a burden rather than a blessing. It's great for a season. But, you know, God is calling us to a place where we're focused on changing people like a prison. You know, sometimes... We can get so focused on on just having this and having that. And don't get me wrong. You know, I'm I'm not talking about just staying, you know, with with idols in your heart and you know, where everything you do is, is to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, we live in a natural world and God does want us to enjoy nice things and, and but there there's a time and a place for everything. But sometimes when things become a focus it can become your own prison. You can create your own prison. And God wants to take us from the prison to the palace, just like he did Joseph. And the only way that's going to happen, when, when Peter was in prison in the book of Acts, the one thing that got him released, when the angel came and released him from prison, it was because he got a praise in his mouth. 
And they didn't focus on the natural. They didn't focus on the circumstances. They didn't focus on the things around them. But they focused on the Lord and began to praise the Lord. And the next thing you know, the prison doors were opened. And whatever kind of prison you're in, maybe it's relational, maybe it's health, maybe it's financial, maybe it's that just the, the cares of the world and things going on around you have just brought you to a place where you have no pleasure in it anymore. Then get a praise in your mouth. Get focused on the praises of God. Get so consumed with the presence of God and what he wants for your life what he wants out of your life. You know, God's got a plan for your life, but if you don't tap into him, if you don't get to a place where you can hear his voice, if you don't get to a place where his Holy Spirit's leading you, you're never going to accomplish those goals or those plans that he has for you. He's got plans of peace and good and a hope and a future. But, you know, I I speak from experience. I speak from my own struggles and my own shortcomings and and the things that I go through in my own life. And believe me, my life at times has been like a roller coaster. But, you know, the one stable thing in my life, no matter what season I've gone through, good, bad, and ugly, the one thing that has remained is the Lord God. Almighty in the midst of me. The Lord that's in my midst. And the one thing in your life, no matter where you're at, no matter what side of the coin you're looking at, the Lord is the one stable thing in your life that you can trust in and count on. And if you do things the Bible way, and I'm not talking about legalism, And I'm not talking about law, but I am saying if you will begin to do what he commands, if you'll begin to follow the word of God, if you'll begin to do what it says in every area of your life, even the non-spiritual things, you'll begin to take the biblical principles out of the Bible and apply it to everything in your life. You'll get peace. You'll find peace. You'll find pleasure. You'll find joy. You'll find freedom. And if not, there'll be an imbalance in your life that eventually will catch up to you. That's why God says a false balance and a diver weight are an abomination to him. He wants us to have a balance. He wants everything to be done in moderation. And when we do anything in excess, whatever it is, even spiritual things can become a religion and a legalism if we do it in excess, if it lacks heart, if it lacks God's blessing on it. You know, at one time, God told Moses to speak to a rock, and then another time he told him to strike a rock. And you know, he tried to repeat the first action twice, and what it did is it kept him out of the promised land because the first time God told him to strike a rock and he made water come out of the rock and it 
it blessed the children of Israel in the desert. And the next time he told him to speak to the rock, but he struck it again. And you know what? God, God cursed him as a result of it. You know, just because God meets you in one situation and tells you how to do something one way, doesn't mean he's going to continually keep doing the same thing over and over and over. And that's why we have to be led daily. We get our daily bread. We get manna daily. You know, when the children of Israel collected the manna, it spoiled. But God was sure to feed them manna every single day. When it ran out, they came again. And listen, if you try to hold on to the blessings of God, if you try to hoard up and store up the things of God and the things that God has blessed you with, it can spoil your life. It can ruin your life. So trust the Lord in everything. Trust the Lord in all things. Whatever you're going through, you know, put him at the forefront of your mind every day. Write him on the tablet of your heart. Write his word on your heart. Write his word in your heart so that you don't sin against God. We all fall short. This is not a message of condemnation, and this is not a message of legalism or law, as some might think. This is just a, a reality message that, look, there's a time and a purpose and a place for everything. And the only way you're going to know what time it is and what purpose it is and what place you're in is if you're getting your direction from the Lord. And that comes through meditating on his word and seeking his face and and keeping your heart in such a way. Don't harden your heart, but guard your heart. And the reason we don't harden our hearts is because when he's speaking, we want to be able to hear his voice. When he's nudging us and leading us and guiding us, we want to be able to feel those impressions. The reason we don't let the cares of the world choke out the word within us is because when God's trying to speak to us, We need to be sensitive. We need to be still on the inside of ourselves and know that he is God and know that he's speaking to us. Sometimes we can get so caught up with our day, so caught up with our jobs, so caught up with our relationships and our families and our, our everyday plate that we make no room in that place for God. And we just go about our business. Saying, oh, God, bless me, bless my deal, bless my plans, bless my business, Lord, bless my this and my that. And never once do we say, God, what do you want? What do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle this? What should I do in this situation? And we wonder, why does it turn out the way that it does? How did we end up here? So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding but in all your ways acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. When you go to your job tomorrow acknowledge him. When you're about your business tomorrow acknowledge him. When you're in conversation tomorrow with a friend or a family member 
or a stranger, acknowledge him. Trust him. Look for his answers. Look for his direction. Open up your heart and be sensitive and don't let the cares of the world chunk out the life of God. Don't let the things of the world rob you of the the pleasure of loving God. Because he has a great love. He's a friend that speaks closer than a brother. And he's got a hope that is the anchor of your soul. And he can provide for you like no other. You can spend a lifetime spinning your wheels trying to make it. And you can get one word from God and step into the biggest blessing of your life. Why is it we do things our way instead of his? I don't know. I've had to ask myself this many times. And God keeps bringing me back to his word saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way to do things. If you want to get Bible results, then do things the Bible way. If you want to have blessings, then do what the Bible says to do to walk in the blessings. And if you want to have cursings, then do what the Bible says to do to walk in the curses. It's a real simple. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And that's for me. That's for you. That's for my family. That's for your family. That's for the people in my church, the people in your church, wherever you fellowship, whoever you are. It's it's not that I'm pointing a finger or, or speaking judgment or condemnation. It's that this is the reality of it. The Lord is the maker of us all and not we ourselves. We are the sheep of his pasture. Psalm 100, verse 4, 5, and 6. Read it. We're the sheep of his pasture. And if he's not the good shepherd, if he's not leading us, then we're just wandering, lost, like a lost sheep, wandering around in the desert. And unfortunately, most lost sheep that are not with their shepherd get eaten by the wolves. And for a lot of people that are not listening to God, there's a lot of wolves taking them out. Prematurely, tragically, unfortunately. It's a reality. It happens. You know, sometimes the preaching of God's Word is not about butterflies and and all good things. Sometimes the preaching of God's Word is just a reality of what's going on. Praise God. We're going to break for a song. And we'll be right back. This is Prayer International Radio. If you need to call in, the call in number is 619 638 8458. 
to to the Lord and worship for a minute.
Well, listen, this is Prayer International Radio. I just want to thank everyone. Just want to bless everybody in Jesus' name. We'll be back tomorrow night, same time, same place. Just continue to seek him. Seek first his kingdom. And he promises that all these things will be added unto you. Have a good night.